All right, everyone. I'm so excited to be teaching this lesson as we kick off the new series on the names of God. So, as a parent, uh, as parents, uh, who's who's parents in here? Raise your hand if you've got some kids. One kid's enough. Uh, if you have at least one child, raise your hand. All right. So uh, we have some serious responsibility uh, as a parent. I know that I try to make good decisions. I mean, think about it. Um, we, we, we're entrusted with some major choices for our kids. And one really important task that we all have as parents is the task of choosing a name. We all have to uh, pick a name for our kid. Uh, do you all, how many of you remember what it was like when you were picking the name? You remember, you know, back in the day they had baby name books. And now, of course, you just go on Google and search for baby names. Now, I know that some parents, they go to extremes, right? Uh, they, they try to get creative. Let's say the creative parent, they, they find some abstract name because they want their child to be unique and individual. Uh, I had a friend growing up, and I remember when she had her first child, they named the child Blaze. And uh, that was interesting to me. And I was the first time I realized, wow, people pick unique, creative names for their kids. Uh, I looked up some of the, some creative names of parents, uh, maybe more famous names uh, of actors and actresses. And one named their child Cosmo, Cosmo, which is pretty unique. Uh, and that would be really good for this week at Vacation Bible School. Another actor named their son Pilot Inspector, and that is Inspector with a K, I-N-S-P-E-K-T-O-R. The actress, Reese Witherspoon, she has a child named Tennessee. So maybe you'll name your kid after your favorite state or something, some reason. So you've got the creative parents on one side, but on the other side of that, there are the uh, parents who like to use biblical names. And uh, so they, they find some word in the Bible that they like or that has meaning to them, and they use that as a name. Uh, we know kids named Genesis. Uh, we try to avoid the name Jezebel. Uh, I don't know anybody that is named Cain, but that is a biblical name. And so um, we, we do this. Does anybody in here have uh, a whole family? Some, sometimes whole families have biblical names, okay? Uh, so you do that. Let me get some feedback from you all. What are the reasons why you name your kids? So it seems that we name our kids because we have some meaning behind that. Maybe it's a name you liked or, uh, you know, one of the things I've noticed is that we don't name our kids names that we we don't like. Maybe you know of a kid that misbehaves or somebody that's not, uh, somebody you don't think well of and you don't name your kids those names. So uh, a few days ago, my son Graham came up to us and he was pretty upset. And he was like, somehow we were on the topic of names and he said, I don't like my middle name. Now his name is Graham Emerson Andrews. So his middle name is Emerson. He was just like been out of shape almost in tears, saying he, he thought it was weird. He didn't like it. Now, I honestly have no idea where we came up with this name, Emerson, whether we uh, saw it in a book or we heard it somewhere. But a couple years after he was born, I remember 
standing in our kitchen and I realized that we had a microwave that was Emerson brand. And it's possible that that just like lodged itself in our subconscious thoughts when we're choosing a name. I don't know. Um, but he had a, a microwave brand name. His first name, Graham. I know why I chose that one. It was based off of Billy Graham. Uh, because I thought, oh, I think a lot about Billy Graham and how God used him as an evangelist. But Graham, he came to us and he said he doesn't like his name. He was concerned. And I, I felt bad for him. And I wondered if I should even consider a name change. I went so far as to Google how to change your child's name. Um, but then I thought, why don't I just look up the, the name Emerson and see what it is. And I was worried that it might be something that he wouldn't like. But when I looked up his name, it meant brave or powerful. Oh yeah. He, I I knew that he would like that. And so, um, I went back to Graham, it was bedtime and I shared with him this, that his dad said, Graham, I looked up your name. I know what it means. It means brave or powerful. And he smiled so big and he like got under his covers and was so excited Names mean something. They give identity and they bring understanding. So uh, tonight, as we kick off this new, this new series, I want to talk about why we should learn and understand the names of God. Why should we do this? What is the purpose? Uh, God has many names, but why is it that we should learn His names? Uh, before we get into this lesson, I want to ask you, how does a person know about God? How how do you know about him? Okay, the Bible. So you might say we know him from the Bible. We read about him, right? Well, let's say we didn't have a Bible. How would you know about God? In Psalm 19, verse number one, the Bible says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. And if, if you didn't have a Bible, you, you might go outside and you might see a sunset and you might say, wow, I, there's something out there that it just is beautiful. You might see how things are organized and how detailed the world is. You may say, this being that's out there, he's organized, he's majestic. We'd realize just by looking at the stars that he's much bigger than us in every way. And we can look around and we get this general revelation from creation that God, there is some God out there. Something must be bigger than us. But here's where we're at as Christians, is we believe that this supernatural being that he communicated through men to us in the Bible, and that the Bible gives us even more information about God than creation. In the Bible, we learn what to call God. I mean, what would you call God if you never had a Bible? Would you? Would it be? I don't know. Tom. Uh, I, I don't know. Would you just pick a name? Would it just be the the, the God out there? And all these ancient uh, civilizations, they would give what they thought God was a name. But God, we don't name Him. He told us what His names are in the Bible. So here's point number one: the names of God will help us understand. And reverence God. The names of God help us understand and reverence God. See, the Bible tells us his names and it lets us know who he is. It gives us more information about him. It increases our understanding of God. 
and it allows us to reverence him properly. See, God's names explain to us how we interact with God. He, he shares us that information in the Bible. There is even a command in the Bible about how we should interact with God's name. It's in Exodus 20, verse 7. The Bible says, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. You know, if, if the Bible is so clear that we should not use his name incorrectly, we need to know his name. This is one of those commands. This is one of those things that, you know, we talk so much about salvation and our standing before God. And God says, this is one of my commands. You break the law, you're guilty. You break the law in one point, you're guilty of all. You know, if this is one of those criteria that shows us our sin, well, what is the name? We've got to know the name. We get to know his name so we don't misuse his name. So uh, as we go into this study we about the names of God, we have to understand that the names of God help us understand and help us reverence God. They, they are going to give us a picture. Who is he? What is he like? Um, how do we interact with that God? You know, we can we understand how to address him, how not to address him, and things like that. Does that make sense? So that is one reason why it's important uh, to understand the names of God. Uh, the second reason is this, is that the names of God build our trust in God. The names of God build our trust in God. Uh, if, if this information is new to you, or if you this list that we just came up, maybe there were some names on there you've just never seen before. Uh, and it's interesting, God has so many different names, so many different things he's called in the Bible. And each one of those names uh, reveals uh, more about his character. They, they reveal to us from God's word, they show us like, how does God, not only how do we interact with him, but how does he interact with us? What does he think about you? What does he think? How does he like do his work in the world? How does he act? How does, well, how does he behave? And all of these things come out in names. They come out in descriptions, in qualities. Uh, Matthew Henry in his commentary said, the, the better God is known, the more he is trusted. Um, does anybody in here have a brand new car? Anybody? Nobody? That's right. We're just average Americans, and we're proud of it. That's what I'm talking about. Um, let's imagine you had a brand new car. A new car to you. All right. Anyone have a new car to them recently? Hey, all right. Get this car. You like your car. Imagine somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I've got an emergency. Can I borrow your car? You know, that's like... Our car is one of the most expensive things we own, usually. Um, would you feel more confident if that person that came up and asked you was your best friend that you've known your whole life, or that it was a random person on the street named Tom? <laughs> what would you, what would you, who would you rather loan that car to? My best friend, Herbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's your best friend's name? Because <laughs> your friend's name reveals his character and his qualities. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is that we, we build up a confidence of trust in those that we know the most. Does that make sense? Uh, you, you're more willing to loan something that's valuable to you and allow somebody to use something if you know their character, you know who they are, you know about them. 
And um, this, this whole life of, of Christianity, the just shall live by faith. That the whole basis of our walk with God is our trust in him. Do we trust him? And learning God's names will teach you how he deals with you, what he's like. And you'll know him better and you will trust him more. Uh, in Psalm 9, verse number 9, the Bible says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. The idea is that this study, as you learn God's names, and you, you learn why his name was that and where it was used, that you're going to learn like, oh, I see. I understand that quality about him, and you'll learn to trust him more. In here, if God can be a refuge for you, you know, uh, the, the Lord, you know, this Adonai word, you know, what you're going to learn what that means. If, if you can trust this God, the one who knows all things or provides all things, uh, you, if you know that about him, you can rely on him better. Does that make sense? The names of God will build our trust in God. Um, and then I, I want to get to this last point, but I just... I'm curious, does anyone in here ever go through something difficult? Please, let's all raise our hands. If not, you have, uh, you have rough things ahead of you because life is rough, okay? We all go through hard times. How do you make it through the tough stuff? What do you do when you get bad news? What do you do when you get a diagnosis? for yourself, for your family? What do you do when you get fired? What do you do when you get betrayed by somebody? When somebody lies to you? See, the thing is, um, we need in our lives uh, to build our lives on a solid rock. We need a foundation. We need uh, something that can ground us, something that that centers us. You understand? Christians um, ha have a different way than, you know, we're talking about this series different. Um, I don't know if it'll come up in the series if it's one of them, but really Christians have a different way to deal with difficulty. Uh, this is something I've learned is that um, when we go through problems, well, I, I taught it in here a few weeks ago, how not to freak out. And the idea is like, we have a different way of living because when we go through a trouble, there's an anchor you know, there, in many songs, this anchor to our soul. The idea is there's something that holds our soul steady when stuff is tough. Uh, it's like it's described in Matthew, the person who builds their house on the rock. And when the storms come, the house stands. My third point is simply this. As we study the names of God, uh, the names of God are anchors for the soul. The names of God are anchors for for the soul. Um, you need different names of God at different times. Uh, my, one of my favorite names of God, and I'm not sure if this is in the study, but one of the things that God is called, uh, specifically Jesus, is God with us, right? We, we did a study about that. Uh, Emmanuel, God with us. And uh, has anyone ever felt like you're all by yourself going through something, you know? When you go through a difficulty, it is so important because you, you might go through and say, what, what do I do? What, what do I cling to? How, how am I going to get through this? 
and you grab onto a name of God that is an anchor for your soul. Um, we, uh, which, what was the name of God providing? Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh. Um, when you're struggling with your bills, when you're struggling to, uh, when there's something you need and you just have no idea how you're going to come through, how, how it's going to happen, you can anchor yourself to the fact that there is a God that provides for you. That's what I mean by this. Names of God become an anchor for the soul. You may, when you're alone, anchor yourself to the fact that God is with us. Or when you need God to provide for you, you can anchor yourself to that. Um, Proverbs 18, verse number 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. And the idea is that we in our difficulty should be able to run to God and find safety, find help. Um, what good is it that we come here? What good is it, our relationship with God, if we can't go to this one who sustains us and say, God, I need some help. I need some sustaining, you know, uh, the one whose grace is sufficient. We, we've got to go to God and we've got to say, all right, God, I need this part of you right now. I, I need you to provide um, when you know the names of God, you have something to hold on to. See, uh, it's important because uh, like in um, the book of Acts, there was um, the unknown God was referenced, right? We don't have an unknown God. We have a God that is known and we know about him and we know his names. At least we should and we can know his names uh, because they're in there. We, we don't pray. We're going through difficulty. We, say, we don't say, God, somewhere out there, whoever you are, answer me. Like that is not what God reveals to us. He says, no, no, I'm not God, someone out there. Here's, here's my name and here's what I do for people like you, my followers. Here's what I do on your behalf. Here's how I act uh, on your behalf when you're going through hard times. You can not call out to an unknown, nameless, superior being, but you can call out to a known God by his name. Uh, God the creator, Elohim. I got him in my notes, Pastor Tony. Look at that. Go figure. Uh, God the Lord. We got the Lord, Adonai. God who is our peace. Oh, it goes right along with the message on Sunday. Oh, to have peace, right? Well, if you know the God of peace, you can have that. God, our provider, Jehovah Jireh. God, the covenant keeper. God, he, he doesn't give up on you, right? Uh, God, the almighty. Man, uh, that's when we're, we're, when we're praying for Logan or praying for uh, people that are sick and we're praying, God, do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. We can go and say, God, I'm praying to you, the almighty, the one that can do everything. The God who is there. God, the healer. God of power. Man, that's, uh, we, we pray about that when the teens go to camp. You know, if you've got a kid that has issues, you've got a kid maybe that has some concerns or you think they're wayward or, or you have something in your family that's causing stress, you say, God, I need your power. I, we, we're not praying to a God. God, I hope I'm praying to one that has some power. No, we pray to the one who has the power, right? You can, you can anchor yourself to the names of God. Um, I'll end with this. Uh, you, this is a nice lesson tonight, right? Uh, uh, shorter. Uh, Daniel eleven thirty two. So Daniel is a very, very prophetic book. Um, there's a lot about Daniel I don't even understand, um, but there's a lot of prophecy in Daniel, and there's one verse of prophecy that describes 
Uh, there's this contrast between the wicked uh, and, there's, uh, and God's people. But I, I love just how it describes God's people in Daniel 11:32, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. And I believe this was talking about the Antichrist. But listen to this phrase. I, I love this. This is so powerful. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people that know their God, meaning the ones, not the ones that just, ah, I don't care to know about him. I don't care to know who he is. I don't have a relationship with him. The ones that know him, that are faithful, that, that study him, that understand him, that get to, get to know him. The ones that know their God, they shall be strong. Man, that's what we need, a strong church. We need strong. I need to be a strong dad. We need, to be, we need strong men. We need, we need strength. And it's the ones that know God. So as we go into the study to get to know God, we, we realize that, that knowing God makes us strong. And I love this. And do exploits. Uh, exploits, this is this uh, old uh, King James word here. Uh, when you talk about exploiting nowadays, it doesn't sound so great, right? Uh, it's like almost taking advantage of something. But this word exploits here means heroic acts, deeds of renown, or great achievements. Listen, to the church that knows God, they will be strong and have great achievements. That, is, that will pump you up right there. If you know God, you will be strong and do heroic acts. You know? Uh, that, that's, that calls something out of us, uh, to, to know God. That is the whole purpose of this lesson. Strength and success comes to those who know their God. So Three things. Why should we learn and understand the names of God? Number one, we are going to understand the names of God because they help us understand God. They help us reverence God. Number two was the names of God build our trust in God. You, as you learn more about somebody, you can have a confidence in them, a confidence in your prayer, a confidence that you know God is going to take care of you. He's going to help you out. Uh, and, and he's going to be a part of your life. Uh, and then thirdly, the names of God are anchors for the soul.